I'm Lights Camera Jackson. It is the LCJ Q&A podcast. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening. Angry Birds are back. We've had the games. We've had the movies. And now we have a new animated series, Angry Birds Summer Madness. It premieres this Friday, January 28th on Netflix. Joining me now, co-developer and series producer Rob Doherty and head writer Scott Sonneborn. Guys, thank you for being here on the show. Thanks. Nice to be with you, Jackson. Thank you for inviting us. Oh, you are welcome. So excited to talk about Angry Birds. First of all, I have to mention that I've been watching TV for the last couple months and seeing the Angry Birds Geico commercial, which I think is really getting people back into the swing of things with Angry Birds. Have you guys uh, seen the commercial a lot? Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe you shared it with us as well. It's very funny. Very funny. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, I think this is going to be a big year of, uh, of Angry Birds for sure. Good. Yeah, they have a lot, a lot planned. Good, good, yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's a big year for Angry Birds, and I love that commercial, and I love this show because it's summer camp, and it's the teen versions of these characters. So, Rob, what was the appeal of showing the teen versions of Red, Bomb, Chuck, and Stella? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, it came from the fact that when we took the license from Rovio, we've been working with Rovio for quite a long time with Angry Birds and other content and distributing the, their short-form shows, Mm. Um, and when the opportunity to take a license for the long form TV show came up, we, we jumped at the chance. Um, we were looking for a hook for the show. What we were trying to do was steer away from the movies, not clash with the movies. There was a new movie coming out at the time as well. So we wanted to make sure that we were separate from that. Mm. We wanted to steer clear of the shorts and what they were doing. We knew we wanted them to be speaking characters. Um, but we wanted to make sure that we had our own little world that we were building that could stand alone, but within the metaverse of, of Angry Birds. And Summer Camp, when we latched onto that idea, I think that's when everything fell into place. And then, of course, making them young teens also takes you away from clashing with anything to do with the movie. Mm. We can start to build more of a backstory to the characters. And what I think Scott and I definitely tried to do was give a little bit more reason as to why the characters, Red in particular, is the way he is later in life, but see him in an earlier, at an earlier age and see that sort of young formation of the character that becomes Red later. So in our show, he's pretty optimistic. He wants everything to be right, but it should be right for the right reasons. So he gets righteously angry. Obviously, the Red that you see in the movies is a lot grumpier. It's almost as if he's been ground down by the world and has given up trying to, trying to fight the good fight. I think, is that, would you say that was right, Scott? That's what we were trying to aim for, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think when Rob and I were developing the show, like one of the one of the things we were kind of keyed on was that like, you know, Red, you know, Red is the angry bird in Angry Birds. He's the one who's angry. And, you know, we're just thinking about like, why do people get angry all the time? And like people get angry all the time when other people are like jerks or bullies or telling them to do things that they don't want to do. Uh, and basically what we were thinking is like, when you're an, an adult and those things happen, you know, you can do something about it. Like if you're an adult and like your boss is a jerk, you can quit. If you're an adult and your neighbor is a, a bully, you can move. But when you're a kid or a young teenager, as, as our guys are, they're they're mostly 12 and 13, um, you can't do anything about it, right? You get you get angry because like people uh, in authority over you are like telling you what to do and they're and they're they're telling you the wrong thing, they're being jerks about it, they're being bullies, and you're a kid, you can't do anything about it. And that that's what would make somebody angry. And so we're like, that's what we really need to find for Red is a place where he can be in a, a position where Someone's in authority over him, telling him what to do. There's a bully next door who he can't get away from. And he, you know, he'll get mad. And when he gets mad, he can't help but get even. And that was really kind of what, where we, you know, came from. We we're just deciding to make these kids 
uh, make these birds kids in this version. Um, and then it was really Rob and Rob can tell this story about how it came to be a summer camp because that was really his, his brilliant insight is to make it a summer camp because we're looking for a place where, again, where would Red and his friends be where somebody was in charge over them and they were kids and where would be a fun place for that to be? And it was really Rob's, uh, I won't speak for Rob, right? Rob can talk for himself, but Rob, great idea to set it at a summer camp. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was kind of just one of those moments where things clicked into place. I, I was in the office at Cake with, with our CCO at the time and we were on the phone with Rovio and we were discussing about some of the, the ideas that we were having and nothing was really fitting. And then for some reason, I remembered my time at camp. I think we were talking about the fact that we wanted it to be a microcosm and suddenly something clicked with me. I did summer camp one year up in Richmond in Maine, mm. and uh, Raymond in Maine, sorry. And um, it, I suddenly realized that we have that there. And not only do we have that little microcosm of a world there that you can then explore, you have, it fits into the Angry Birds world. It's activities all the time. That's what they're all about. They're about being slung and flung and thrown and smashing and crashing. So suddenly everything just started clicking into place along with that teenage, you know, the teenage angst, all the stuff they're going through, the fact that they're powerless when the, the camp director says you're going to do this and they don't want to do it. Right. then you've got that authority figure there. You've got privileged kids that just think they own the world as well. They rub up against Red and his gang and it pushed our gang closer together as well. So we were able to delve much, much deeper into the characters of all of those characters and give them backstories as well. You know, the fact that Red and Stella in our show, they have a history beyond camp. They grew up together and they sort of hint at that in their relationship as well. But when they come to camp, these four get together, they're, they're tight. Yeah, so yeah that, was, that was really where it came from. I was going to ask you if if uh, the summer camp theme came from real life inspiration, because I think so many are going to relate to it. And, and you're right. It's interesting to watch these character dynamics of these uh, characters that we thought we knew everything about it. Then you get their younger versions and we get we get new sides to it. Scott, I, I want to ask you about uh, when you first played the Angry Birds game for the first time. Can you take me back to that? The first time you either saw the game or learned about these characters, what were your instant reactions at that time as this saga was becoming a phenomenon? Um, well, I gotta say, uh, I had a really like, um, you know, maybe this is sort of uh, different for other people, but it was actually my, my dad was really into Angry Birds and he was the one who introduced me to it. And then my whole family got in, got into it. You know, it was sort of like a thing where he on his on his phone, and I didn't know what it was. And it was like, oh wow, this is this is super cool. And like, um, and to me, like the really thing that that got me was immediately was this sort of this this like you know really kinetic fun, like crashing and smashing, flying through the air and smashing into things. Mm -hmm. And that was really what we uh, kind of grabbed onto in our, our our show as well. Like kind of like because you know, again, like Rob was saying, like the summer camp. As soon as Rob said summer camp, it was like everything clicked because like okay, yeah, of course it's summer camp you know, what would be an Angry Birds summer camp? It's like, well, like in archery, you shoot your friend at the target and they crash into the target. And like tennis, you know, you get inside this giant ball and these giant rackets whap you back and forth. And like, it just was a, 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 immediately a very perfect kind of Angry Birds world. And to me, that's like what Angry Birds is all about. It's about, and this is something that like, uh, you know, when we first were uh, talking to Netflix about the show that they were really grooving on is like the, the mantra for the show was like dumb, funny bird fun. And like, that's really what, Angry Birds is all about. And then, and then combining that with this idea of like taking um, these characters that we all love, Red, Bomb, Chuck, and, and Stella, and putting them in younger versions, but also seeing like what Mighty Eagle like is like in this world as Red's counselor and what other kind of, and Terrence and Matilda and all the kind of characters that we love so much. And then the other fun thing was of course, like Rob and I came up with a couple of new birds who I hope that people will 
come to love as much as some of the uh, of the of the classic birds that everybody has grown up with. And what's interesting is you guys wanted to make this uh, distinct and different from from the movies. But having this at home uh, uh, on Netflix, having this air on Netflix, you know, I remember looking at the Netflix page for so long over the past couple of years. And Angry Birds movie two was so popular, always on that top ten list. Rob, that had to feel good to know, hey, we're <laughs> in the right place because this movie is is connecting with families. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as I said, like Cake, uh, we distribute the other, the, uh, not the movies, we distribute the other, the, the shorter form content. And um, yeah, we know just how good it, and how popular it's doing on, on Netflix and the movies too. Like the whole brand does so well there. Mm. Um, it's one of those shows I think that just, it demands repeat viewing all the time, those movies. And hopefully the series does too. There's, you know, this is very much being built with, it is a very gag filled show, visual and, you know, verbal. So yeah. we're hoping that it is, it, it bears repeat viewing as well because you want to go back and you want to get the gag that maybe you missed the first time. It has that sort of currency about it as well. It, it has lots of moments in there that you'll, you know, it would have been school ground currency back in the old day of an appointment to view show that you talk about the following day. It has those little moments. So hopefully there's some really great sound bites. Netflix have done a great job of taking the footage that they have currently and, and making the um, trailer that you, you may have seen on site already. They've done a great job of that. They've really encapsulated, I think, what the show is all about, that, that anarchic energy. That's good. Angry Birds Summer Madness. It's on Netflix this Friday, January 28th. Rob and Scott are with me on the LCJ Q&A podcast. Uh, Scott, are the pigs vicious or are they just misunderstood? Um, well, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much because we kind of, um, we do uh, kind of get to know the pigs. You know, so I will say that our show is, takes place at a, a camp called Camp Splinterwood, which is a bird camp all birds, although that does change over the course of the season too. So I don't want to, I don't want to spoil what's going to happen as, as people watch it, but we do get to know the pigs. Uh, there is a pig camp. We do get to meet the pigs over time. I will say that at first uh, our birds are definitely a little frightened about the, the, the pigs, mostly because they're just so rambunctious and messy and, and, um, and they've got all these crazy contraptions that they put together. They're great. You know, they're great builders, obviously the mm -hmm. pigs, um, which is very different from our birds who are really more just smashing and breaking things. But um, I will say by the end of um, the episodes that we've just finished, you will get a much better sense of who the pigs are. It kind of, we, we try to, we, we, we're spooning that out sort of slowly over the course of the first season, for sure. Okay. Yeah, there's, definitely, there's definitely a rivalry between the two camps, as you might get with any camps that are yeah. situated on the same lake. Yeah. And fun challenges. I've had the chance to watch a couple episodes. There's some fun challenges and, and uh, se cool sequences to look at when it comes to the rival camps. And one of the episodes I also like was interesting. Rob, you're the uh, SVP, Senior VP of Production at Cake. And one of the episodes I like from this new Angry Bird show involves Bomb's Dream Bake Off Cake. And, and <laughs> kind of your, your nods to the Bake Off TV shows and all the food shows. That That's a really um, fun and nice episode because it's about somebody setting out with a goal and a dream and wanting to accomplish that it's really great yeah thank you there's there is a huge amount of heart in this show what we didn't want to do is just be just crazy crashing bird fun that's that was part of it obviously mm. but what i think we've done and scott and the writing team have really really nailed well is the heart of the show that the mm. friendships at the heart of it the fact that camp is one of the most special times you can have as a kid it really is and I think that really comes through in the writing. It comes through in the relationships. You see it between Red and Stella. You see it between Chuck and Bomb. And you see it with the four of them. 
all these these adversities bring them together and you see hidden sides of them like bomb in the bake-off one mm. it you know you see this other side of bomb you see this caring side. he has other things that other hobbies that he likes outside of the friendship group and then they fully embrace it with him as well yeah it's lovely i'm glad you picked up on that that's nice yeah that's that's one of our best very best ones that was written by uh, megan atkinson who's one of our our very best writers and and she uh she did a great job with that one but that one yeah, definitely. Like, I, I love that one because it shows this, this side of bomb that maybe you don't don't expect, but also does a British bake-off. It has a little twist that, that kind of comes in the middle, but it's like, right. that's a very Angry Birds take on a bake-off, which I, which those to me are the, are the two elements that make the show work is like the heart of the characters plus an Angry Birds twist on something fun happening at camp. You get that right. Yeah, it's, it's a great episode. And this is premiering in January, but it's obviously about summertime. So it's sort of, summertime escapism in winter is that how you sort of see it scott uh, when it comes to releasing well, it's, it's, it's a lot of things i mean one thing is that um you know netflix is launching this all over the world and pretty much every single country in the world and so some places it's summer in january True. and and rob what's interesting you you've worked at Ardman and and disney and itv throughout your career and at a lot of um, iconic places and places that provide quality family entertainment what do you look for in a property that's going to have massive family appeal? And how did you how did you sort of see that with Angry Birds coming into this? You kind of know when you see something. And, and <clears throat> I think if you're working with a company like Ardman or Cake or Disney, you're surrounded by other people that share that outlook already. So the chances are you're going to be one of you will call it if it's not right. Um, so you're in a good team already. It, the, talent attra attracts talent, doesn't it? And mm. it's the same with Scott. When we, we got together with Angry Birds, it wasn't a case of like, oh my, what can we do with this? We knew there was, there was an existing brand here that we knew we had a great platform to work from already. Now it was just finding that idea. And then, like I said earlier, that idea being camp and them as teenagers, everything just fell into place. Mm. And then I think then you're you know, you're in the hands of a writing team and you're as, you know, at the beginning, you're as good as your writing team. And when it's led by someone like Scott and, and Paul McEwen, who is our script editor, then you're off to a great start already. I think families are going to love these episodes. I really do. And before I let you go, Scott, I have to ask you about something else. So I went on your website. Is it true <laughs> you, that you worked on the ALF's hit talk show for TV Land back in 2004? I, I did. I did. I, I know. I know Alf. You know, Alf, you know, this guy, you know, this guy. Yes, I do. I do. I have a uh, here. I'll show you. I have this here right now. Now, this is my signed, uh, my signed picture from Alf. I don't know oh, if you can read that. It's probably pretty. See, it's Alf. I do see it's Alf. So Alf is a guy named. Who. What's that? I can't tell who's who. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's very special. <laughs> So Alf is a guy named uh, Paul Fusco, who, who is Alf, and uh, he's he's amazing. And um, I had worked like at MTV for a long time before back in the day. And I, I worked with a guy named Tom Green, who was a, a comedian who had a, a show at MTV. And the producer of that show, when that was over, went to do Alf's hit talk show with Paul because they were they were good friends. And I, I went with him to do that. And it was uh, it was super fun. We had tons of great guests. And it was like uh, Alf was behind the desk. He He's great. I mean, super funny and super um a great improviser and it was really it was it was a cool show 
because uh, I loved it. I, I remember when it was on in 2004. Oh, yeah? oh, oh, wow. Okay, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I enjoyed watching it. And when I found out you worked on it, I went on YouTube last night and I looked up the cliffs. And my goodness, was it funny and ahead of its time. It really was. Yeah, we did. We Well, yeah, we didn't have a lot of supervision. So we did a lot of crazy stuff. Um, but it was like, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty cool. And, and yeah, and Paul is just really good. So, I mean, it was just really, it was really easy to to work with him and, and to make, you know, he made everything good. So, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Can we bring it back? Because I think Alf is the talk show host America needs now more than ever. Uh, yeah. Okay. I will call it the other, the other guy who was involved was a guy named Bert Dubrow and he was the producer and I'll, I'll, I'll call him and we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Ah, awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> we can, you guys, we can all make this happen. We can yeah, make this happen. Yes, let's do it because you guys have been behind some iconic brands with, with Alf and with Angry Birds and, and families are going to really enjoy this. Angry Birds Summer Madness. They're going to have fun. They're going to play the games as well after they watch the episodes, I'm sure. Angry Birds Summer Madness premieres this Friday, January 28th on Netflix. Co-developer, series producer, Rob Doherty, head writer, Scott Sonneborn. Thank you for being here on the LCJ Q&A podcast today. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jackson. Much appreciated. You are welcome, guys. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LCJ Q&A podcast. For more, go to Twitter at LCJ Reviews and lights camera jacksoncom